Heart to Heart, a Horizon Health Alliance produced podcast. My name is Christina Pearl, and today we are sitting down with Amanda Bartz from Endeavor Health Services and Josh Bradley from Horizon Health Services to discuss the benefits to counseling services, how therapy can take on different formats, and the importance of understanding harm reduction in our industry. We are excited to have you join us today. We are looking forward to talking and learning a little bit more about how best to understand the services and programs that are available for therapy. And we are fortunate enough to be sitting down with Amanda and Josh. Amanda, would you like to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background about you? Sure. Um, I, my name is Amanda Bartz. I currently work at Endeavor Health Services. I have actually been here for 15 years. Um, I am the director of clinical services. So ultimately, I oversee um, our many different locations and facilities, as well as um, any service and program that we offer a client I'm typically involved in. Um, I have been with Endeavor and like I said, for 15 years um, and have started as a clinician and have kind of progressed um, to a leadership role within the agency now. That's wonderful. Lots of experience. So I'm so looking forward to, to hearing your thoughts on this topic. So thank you for sitting with us today. Absolutely. And Josh, would you give us a little background on your role at Horizon and your experience in the field? So my name is Joshua Bradley. I have been in the field for 15 years. I originally started off as an aide on a local psychiatric unit and eventually started going to school to become a licensed mental health counselor. And then I have been with Horizons and have been counseling for the past 11 years. I am currently the program director for two programs within Horizon. The first one is the Outpatient Clinic, which is located in Sanborn on the Horizon Village campus. And the second team that I am the director of is the Horizon Virtual Team, which is a group of counselors that live all over New York State and some actually in different states who never come into the clinic and only meet with counselor, with clients over telehealth. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. And I'm looking forward to diving into this topic because I know it's something that many of us get asked a lot by family members, friends, community members. So Josh, let's start with you. Sometimes there may be a misconception as to why someone would benefit from counseling services. So would you be able to explain, given your expertise, some of the more requested services that you see patients engage with initially? Absolutely. And I'm just curious, like when you talk about misconception about who would benefit from counseling services, what do you mean by that? So like, for instance, sometimes many people don't think that they would need to go talk to someone, right? They might not you know, know if they're experiencing maybe some anxiety, maybe some depression, mm -hmm. they might not know the wide range of services that are offered or yeah. the type of services that are offered. So I think I'm just looking to kind of get some feedback from you on, you know, not only just the benefits from counseling, but maybe some of the, 
the more requested services that you've seen patients initially engage with? So first of all, I think that when someone is presented with the idea of going to counseling, some of the misnomers around therapy or misconceptions around it are that I have someone that's coming in, doesn't know me from anyone else, and they're just going to start telling me what to do and how to do it. And for many folks, when maybe a loved one is bringing up the idea of going to counseling, there might be some initial level of questioning or defensiveness around it because maybe the perception around being recommended for counseling is I'm weak or I'm broken or I'm crazy or that there's something wrong with me and that going to counseling is just reinforcing that idea. When in reality, we all know that as human beings, as people going through our day-to-day lives, that we're our own experts on how we live and how we see things and how we do things. And that sometimes we might get a little stuck. Maybe we didn't realize that a lot of stress was building up for us. Maybe we didn't realize that over time and just managing normal life, day-to-day stressors that we've been starting to feel maybe really depressed, maybe burnt out. And it just built up very slowly. And now we're at a point where other people are starting to see it. And that doesn't mean that we're doing something bad or wrong or that we have failed at something. That just means that we're human and that sometimes we could really benefit from meeting with someone who recognizes and knows the common stressors and the common behaviors that we go through or that we engage in when we're feeling stuck. Someone neutral who isn't going to judge us for those things, that's going to meet us where we're at, who isn't going to tell us that something's wrong with us or that we're crazy, that they're going to tell us, hey, you're a human and we all go through these things. And let me just normalize that for you and give you education around whatever that might be, depression, anxiety, anger, trauma, et cetera. And I'm not going to tell you what you need to do or what you should do. You and I are going to work together and collectively come up with ideas around what you need. Maybe it's education around your symptoms and how to manage them. Maybe it's teaching and practicing different coping skills. Maybe it's you want to be able to talk more to your family or to your loved ones around what you're going through and you just don't know how to do it. So maybe we're going to come up with different things you want to be able to communicate with your family, talk about different ways to communicate it to them and work through whatever perceived responses you think you're going to get from them, whether it's positive responses or if you think your family's going to push back on you, we'll, we'll talk about how to get through those things. Whatever that might be that we're working through, the idea is, is that we're doing it together and I'm here to walk by you and support you through all of that and to help you to get I to get comfortable with the idea of change, to get comfortable with trying these different things to help you troubleshoot along the way that I'm not going to just like up and abandon you or leave you. I'm going to be with you until you get to a place where you say to me, Josh, I don't need you anymore. I think I finally got this and I can take back over again. That's great. 
That's such an awesome way to put it and, and really does normalize it and, and make it more digestible. Right. Mm -hmm. And counseling can go at whatever pace is needed for some people. Maybe it's just a couple of sessions just to give them a tune up. And for some people, they might need counseling for longer periods of time and that's okay. Exactly. It is okay. And I loved how you said, you know, meeting everybody where they're at, because that's what all of us want. Mm -hmm. Amanda, how will someone know what they need or want when it comes to services? Are you able to provide a little guidance on that or a little depth on that? Absolutely. <clears throat> I think when somebody is, like Josh said, somebody has finally decided, you know, this is time for me to go talk to somebody. Um, it, it really is, you know, starting out, it could be at square one. So you've never been in counseling before or never received any type of therapy. Where do I want to go? How do I find out where to go? Um, and you can do that simply, you know, from research on the internet, you can go to the, you know, Erie County Department of Health to see services across, you know, the area, you can, you know, just kind of Google search things in your area, you know, what's around you, or you may know specifically where you want to go. And then it's really that same process of figuring out what you what you want, what do you want to work on, and what makes you most comfortable to do that. And that might just be, you know, the traditional approach to counseling, you know, outpatient counseling. So going into an agency, meeting with a counselor one-on-one. -on -one. And a lot of times that's a great place to start because in meeting with that counselor, that intake person, you can talk about what you're looking for and they can guide you in the right direction. They can let you know what the agency has to offer, what's available in our community, what supports and resources are available. To highlight too what Josh had said before the client is, the person is the expert. They know right. what they need and what they want. And they need to know that it's okay to say that, um, right. to advocate for themselves and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for, or, you know, this feels uncomfortable, or I would prefer to do this with, you know, my spouse or, you know, one of, a child and being able to say that. So services come in, you know, many varieties from individual one-on-one -on -one things to, like I said, family counseling, group counseling. We also, you know, many agencies also offer support um, through peers. So working on uh, linkages and empowerment, and that can happen through a peer relationship or social inclusion through clubhouse opportunities. So it really can come in any form, you know, of it that, that the person wants, but sometimes the best way to know what's out there is just meeting one-on-one -on -one with a counselor for the first time and just being honest and open about what you're looking for. And that's such a great point. And I loved how you touched on all the different formats that therapy can take on because yeah, it could be the one-on-one, -on -one, it could be group, it could be family, just knowing and understanding the options that are available is, is key to kind of navigating next steps. So I, I really appreciate you touching on those because I think that, you know, some of us might not know all the different formats that therapy mm -hmm. can be seen from. Mm -hmm. So Josh, we talk a lot about harm reduction and mm -hmm. it's, it's more of a clinical term, Yeah. but you know, would you be able to explain that a little bit more, you know, to us non-clinical um, experts and, you know, how be, people can benefit from, from harm reduction? 
Absolutely. So I'm going to give a visual for everyone to think about. So imagine yourself sitting on a chair right now with four legs. And imagine right now that each leg represents a different coping mechanism or survival mechanism that you've picked up on over the years. So maybe one leg represents substance use. Another leg represents self-harm, like cutting yourself or injuring yourself in some way. Maybe another leg represents eating disorder behavior. And the final leg, maybe that represents constant chaos and drama. These are all very common coping and survival mechanisms that a lot of our clients come in with. Now, here I am, your therapist, and imagine me coming to you and saying, you know what? I don't think you need this leg anymore. Let me take this leg away. And I try to snatch that without replacing it with something else first. Right. If you're a client, you're probably going to freak out because how dare I just come along and take this thing away from you without giving you some other type of leg or another support to utilize in its place first. Right. We know that for many of our people coming in, the idea of just stopping LU substance use, to just stop using when they might have been using for years, and this is the only mechanism that they know to survive with, that's very scary. And so we know that different people are going to work at a different pace to... Some people might have the goal of they want to stop using altogether. Some people, their goal might be to, they want to keep using that substance and they just want to minimize how much they actually use. Mm -hmm. Some people want to learn how to use safer and some people might want to substitute one substance with another. So the idea of harm reduction is we're not saying to someone, your goal has to be to just be abstinent and stop using altogether. It, It might be one of those other things that I mentioned. And going with that, what we're doing with harm reduction is we're not saying, you know what, just go and use however much you've been using and just go crazy with it and you just keep doing what you're doing. We're not saying that at all. And I think for a lot of people with that misconception, that's what they think harm reduction is, is we're just giving carte blanche permission for someone to keep using. What we're saying is, look, we're going to talk about different methods to use safely and meet you where you're at in terms of what you're actually ready to do in terms of your use. So different harm reduction techniques that are out there might include having people go to needle exchange programs. So that instead of sharing needles with others, which increases the risk of passing along different diseases like HIV or hepatitis, you have clean, free clean needles to utilize. We know that and another technique that's out there is doing um, testing on your substances to make sure that they don't contain fentanyl, which is one of the most potent fatal drugs that's out there. So providing people with free testing strips so that if they purchase cocaine, heroin, whatever, they can test it to make sure there isn't heroin in it before, or sorry, that there isn't any fentanyl in it before they use. Uh, For some people, it's introducing them to the idea of using Narcan and being able to say, you know what, if you're going to use, don't use by yourself. If you really feel like you have to use, do it at least with another person and use one at a time so that if something were to happen, the other person has a Narcan kit ready and they can revive you if you overdose on it. And the idea isn't to say we're enabling or reinforcing use. What we're saying is 
we're giving people more chances to stay alive, to make the decision to stop or end or reduce their use. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's something that's not talked about often. So I'm glad that you touched on that and the importance of of harm reduction and yeah. and how a lot of organizations do support that. Yeah. And, and I think through harm reduction, that allows for so many more conversations to happen and for those that are going at a much slower pace to really take their time to figure out where they want to go with their substance use. And ultimately, it gives more time to build up different coping mechanisms. So when the time comes to take, let's say, take the substance use leg off the chair, we have another leg on there that might be deep breathing or healthy communication skills or whatever other healthy coping mechanism that might be. We have a leg to put under there. So now we can take away substance use and that client knows, okay, I'm not going to fall. I can still stand because I got something else here. No, I love that analogy. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And I think to like add to that, you know, like Josh, like you were saying, you, you're putting something in the place there and that allows for success, you know, and in any little step of success just reinforces that they made the right decision to come in for services. So it, and goals should start small and should be realistic so that it's not setting someone up for failure or frustration. And it's really encouraging them to continue because they're seeing that progress, even though it's little, that's mm-hmm. what needs to be celebrated. Absolutely. And I think with old school treatment, like if you go back decades of or like a decade or more ago, many programs operate under abstinence only, which is just basically you have to stop using if you're in treatment. If you keep using, then we might discharge you from treatment. And I think we lost so many people to that. And what's really nice with harm reduction is if a person uses, we say, okay, let's just talk about what happened and what do we want to try next or try differently that if if you keep using, we're not just saying, well, sorry, this isn't working. Goodbye. It's let's just keep going until we figure out what is going to actually work. Right. We're in this together. Let's keep going at it together. I think the only thing that I would like to touch on is, again, you know, to reinforce that idea that that the client, the person is the expert of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what works for them or what right. hasn't worked in the past. And I think that's important, too. If you have been in services before and it didn't work out, don't give up, you know, try again, right. but come prepared to be able to say, you know, this is what I did last time and it didn't work and I need something different. And we absolutely can do something different. You know, we approach care from a person-centered approach, meet you where you are, um, and you're a part of the plan. It's not we make the plan and you follow it. You're a part of of that. What do you want? What do you need? How do we get there? Um, And it's a team approach. Um, So it's it's good to be able to say, you know, what didn't work before? Because then you're just setting yourself up for success as opposed to failure again. Absolutely. And I love that you, you know, you said, what do you need? What do you want? And how can we get there? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's really what it's about. It's we, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a person centered approach, team based. Yep. And you're so much less alone when you know mm-hmm. that. Thank you to Amanda Bartz from Endeavor Health Services and Josh Bradley from Horizon Health Services for sitting down with us today and providing insight on how best to understand the benefits of counseling while navigating when someone might be ready to connect. 
you can always visit our website, horizonhealthalliance.org, for more information about our community resources, support, and treatment options. Be sure to subscribe to Heart to Heart, a Horizon Health Alliance podcast, to stay up to date and informed on the latest resources, support, and education that matter most to our community. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you.